You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, released on the 20th of December, 2020. Oh, just in time for Christmas. <laughs> I do love the dark, don't you? Well, within reason, but I think you can have too much of a good thing. Oh, it all just enhances the mystery, the sheer anticipation of not yet having a clue where we are. You really haven't got a clue? The console isn't telling me anything at all, just a blank readout. Oh, that sounds ominous. No, not at all. <laughs> Father Christmas with a with a bad throat there. Welcome. I'm Benji Clifford. He's Nick Briggs, and a merry what's it to all of you. But my Father Christmas is basically Brian Blessed. Who is Father Christmas? Well, indeed, it's official. Yeah, coming up in this festive podcast. Christopher Eccleston, yes, Christmas Eccleston, exclusively chats to us seconds after having genuinely just finished recording the first box set of Ninth Doctor Adventures. Thank you. Very exciting. Then we dramatise you with a big Finnish Christmas favourite, oh. just in time to get you in the right mood. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. So, uh, what is it? We, uh, we don't know what that is yet. Can you think of one? Keep Ooh, I'll, I'll keep my old noggin ticking over there. All our regular features are here. Uh, in a sh- few short moments, we'll be talking about the latest reviews, Dracula's War, oh, yeah. beautiful ones, time mark cases. Uh, listeners' emails sent to podcast at podcast at bigfinish.com. Sorry, I must remember to look at things when I'm reading them. And we'll be previewing the Shattered Hourglass, a 10th Doctor adventure by Robert Napton, narrated by Neve McIntosh. Madam Bastra to you, yes. And we delve into the Randomoid Selectron where you get a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release, which we sort of chat about every day. We riff, we jam, you know, we've got loads and loads of things there, and even more things coming up right now on the Big Finish podcast. Well, Benji, uh, Christmas. It's Christmas, isn't it? It yeah. is, yeah. Next so, week, next week. Yeah, well, five days this, from this podcast, this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Um, so, obviously, it's a very weird time, isn't it? I mean, everyone's saying this. I'm not saying anything original. There's a pandemic. Well, quite. Lockdown, not lockdown, different tiers, whatever. Wherever you are, it's strange. Um, what? How strange is your Christmas going to be? <laughs> that wasn't the question I was going to ask, but there you How are. strange are you? Um, it's <laughs> it's going to be a different one this year. You know, it's uh, I normally spend it with a great deal of my family, Obviously, this year a great got deal, a, a great deal. Benji Clifford's family, a great deal. <laughs> it's a great package. You'll find <laughs> the uncle, the auntie, the cousins. Um, we we normally all <laughs> you know down. have a have a nice old time together. Obviously, we can't this year, so I'm just spending it. Classic nuclear family, parents, my sister, and it's just going to oh, be not you that know, kind of nuclear. Right. I'm quite looking forward to a different Christmas though, because it's kind of nice to shake it up, and it makes you appreciate as well when you do have the big Christmases. It kind of makes you appreciate that as well, which is nice. I think hmm. you know it's it's, yeah. it's going to be different and it's going to be sad not seeing everybody and, and and that but you know Christmas is what you make of it isn't it really as oh, long as there's Santa, mince pies so on the wise. table and uh, and a, a bottle of beer in the fridge we'll be all right how about you Nick uh, well I, you I may have bought uh, I, what I said how about you Nick and then I said eunuch it's just, just the same. It's just the same. It's the same word. It's the same what word. What are you saying? Um, I, uh, I as I'm a miserable old so and so. I'm not a great celebrator. I don't make a big deal of it. Uh, Steph's the same. I think that's you know we're kindred spirits in that respect. And uh, 
So, but anyway, I'm going over to see my mum. That's an hour and a half's drive, which, you know, to um, Americans listening, they think, well, that's just down the road to the shops. Whereas the, to the <laughs> British listening, they go, oh, that's quite a drive, isn't it? Um, that's how British speak or peep, people speak. Uh, <laughs> honestly, it sounds like I've had a little whiff of the uh, landlady's apron, but that's not true. Um, I've let no alcohol has passed my lips. Uh, since the last one uh, now, now I sound like I'm doing a podcast having had a drink and that's not true uh, just so digging yeah, right. just, I'm just, do you want a yeah. shovel I'll just <laughs> I um, yeah just going to spend the day with my mum really um, you know, she's 92 um, so I treasure every moment with her uh, Steph's mum is going to come over and be here while I'm away uh, so not because I'm away <laughs> <laughs> is it safe to come out now but of course, you know, when you've got a kid, you make a big deal of it because of that. And the only person getting presents in our family will be my son, Ben. All sorts of exciting things that uh, uh, my wife has been buying over the last few weeks. But yeah, we're not going to do a, a big deal. Yeah, not sort of, no. Why, is there anything exciting or different? We're gonna do? I mean, we've got a Christmas tree and lights up. What, what more do you want? That's it. You know, that, that's the sort of face getting value. getting a bit defensive, fest- like someone's accusing me of something. Well, well, hey, you know, I'm not doing Christmas the right way. We, we've sacked off having a turkey. We're going to have beef. We just decided, we're like, do we like turkey as much as the other meats, really? Well, no. Is there any point in really just having turkey for the sake of it? No. Yeah. So I just like not- turkey, actually. But I'm not mind. having turkey. I mean, I don't go, don't go crazy for it. But then after a couple of days, you have it in sandwiches and curry. You just sort of think, I don't want any more turkey, ever. I'd, I'm I'm fine with all that, but that won't happen with me. I have had turkey already. I've had followers of me on Facebook will see. I've had my Christmas lunch with my wife. We went to the local garden centre, socially distanced, <laughs> uh, you know, in case the plants caught something from us. Um and yeah, had, had a fantastic meal. I didn't, st- did I send you the picture of the meal? I saw a great, I didn't see the meal, but I saw you in, in, a, in a festive hat, which yeah. I think is just as, just as good, if not better. I was the only person in the whole restaurant wearing the hat. Why not? You get, you get crackers, you see, they set your table nicely, you know, and it's, you get crackers and, uh, and, and crackers. That's about it, crackers. Uh, and uh, once upon a time you got a free mince pie, but they don't do that anymore. Hard times, yeah, hard so times, yeah. yeah. So I insist on reading out the jokes and wearing the hat. And the jokes are always bad, but somewhat good. Did you get any good gifts inside? They normally <laughs> no, they were terrible. It was like a little silver notebook and a and a very bad uh, jigsaw puzzle. Oh, that's rubbish. I always like the ones of you know the ones with the mood fish, the classic oh, yeah, fish yeah, that curls yeah. up and yeah, yeah, yeah. So stupid, but somewhat fun. I like the Ste- best ones you can get are like this this shows the nearest place where I live is a Waitrose and Waitrose crackers are like they actually give you surprisingly useful things you're like oh I, I actually need that that's really helpful thank a you very spatula, much an enormous <laughs> spatula a frying pan this is a, a big Ford cracker. Fiesta oh excellent <laughs> I needed one of those immortality pills excellent <laughs> have 500 pounds um <laughs> You know, that, that's the dream, isn't it? But, Steph um, always used to, I don't know whether she'll do it this year, but she used to doctor the, um, literally doctor the uh, crackers 
by putting in little Doctor Who figures. Oh, that's ben. lovely. So he would get, you know, Lego figures of all the Doctors or something. I mean, she's done it with superheroes as well. So, yeah, I don't know whether I don't know whether he's 11 now, whether he's too old for that. He probably isn't. To be I don't honest. know. I, I know people in their in their 30s and 40s who, who buy Lego sets and, and have the time of their lives. So, you that's know. true. That's true. You know, who, who are we to, to judge? And now it's time for the latest reviews. And as we said, we're talking about Dracula's War, starring Mark Gatiss. Here's the trailer. From the diary of Mrs. Mina Harker, 25th of January, 1917. I had hoped for many years that I should never again have to write such words as these. I had thought that all that befell us in our battle against the creature known as Dracula lay buried in the last century. Yet I have learned today that the story was not complete. The Count lives. He has returned at this darkest of hours when the world is locked in dreadful conflict. Terrible choices must be made as battle is joined. For make no mistake, this is Dracula's war. Welcome. Welcome, my friends. How fine it is to see you again. And how just that you should discover me upon the eve of my greatest victory. Big Finish. We love stories. All you have to do is go to bigfinish.com and type in Dracula's War into the search pane. Yeah, it just pops up, doesn't it, straight away. Yeah. You know, nice and easy. There's not a lot of hassle there, really. Well, no. we'll see what the, uh, the 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 internet forces uh, think of all this. Warpedfactor.com says, in the end, Dracula's War is far better than it has any right to be. Ooh. Big Finish has crafted a sequel that manages to draw both on the original and its many variations, mm. yet all the while maintains an identity of its own. It's what so many Dracula sequels have tried to be, but few have failed to succeed in being, which is more than enough reason to give it a listen. Oh, that's a nice review, isn't it? Very it is. nice. Yes. Uh, SciFiBulletin.com says Jonathan Barnes certainly knows his Dracula, and that's true. And how to construct compelling stories around Bram Stoker's vampire count. Big Finish here presents a follow-up to Dracula, which was preceded by Barnes's. Dracula's guests earlier this year. As with the prequel, we have three full cast audio plays, though they are presented as journal or log entries, continuing their epistolary style. <laughs> Good word, isn't it? Continuing the epistolary style used in the original 1897 novel. Can't read numbers. As always, the production by Big Finish is excellent, with an eerie score by Robert Harvey. Robert does some fantastic music. Crunchy sound effects and good pacing by director Scott Handcock. Things end, as always, with Dracula, with the Count being stopped. But there's enough of a tease to suggest he'll be back to trouble another continent. A fine conclusion to Big Finish's Dracula sequel. Got a bit carried away there, sorry. I look forward to further escapades. Eight out of ten. 
You think you got carried away. I was doing crunchy sound effects in the background, but it just sounded like I was sort of making weird noises, which I suppose is exactly what I was doing. Well, SciFiPulse.net says, With Dracula's War, writer Jonathan Barnes faced the unenviable and frankly thankless task of all scribes of historical fiction. He had to construct a story that credibly threatened the status quo without actually threatening the status quo. Oh, Additionally, though, Whatever he you had want. to... <laughs> yeah, and threatening Francis Rossi. Additionally, though, he had to conclude the trilogy established with Dracula's guests and Dracula. Did he thread the needle in an engaging and meaningful way despite the structural limitations? Yes, he did. Phew! God, that was, that was oh, a real cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, thought I thought I'd really amp it up there. Dracula's War was an excellent conclusion, sounding all the main and grace notes it should. That said, it would be lovely if these characters were incorporated into the wider Big Finish universe. Oh. Some crossovers practically write themselves. Oh, I can hear them now. Is that Dracula chasing Nyssa? Um... <laughs> Uh, at Audio Watchdog says Dracula's War from At Big Finish is fantastic audio drama stroke horror. A great story with a real cinematic sweep. Sweeping. I wish I could do the noise of sweep in Sooty and Sweep. Uh, total. No, I can't do it. No, you, can, you just can't do it, can you? No. No, no, that just sounds like someone sawing something very quickly. <laughs> or wiping a window. <laughs> Using a felt tip pen. Uh, <laughs> a total treat for the mind's eye. Radio really does have the best budgets. Thank you, at Scott Hancock and at Mark Gatiss. Well, we finish this one here with at Carwill42601337 on Twitter. Uh, with Dracula's War from Our Big Finish is a superb conclusion to a superb run of Dracula plays starring Mark Gatiss. Absolutely dripping in atmosphere. Uh, as well as blood, of course. Uh, Although one kind of hopes is not a conclusion. I have need of a big Finnish equivalent of Dracula AD <laughs> 1972 with full cheese. Oh, cheese. Yes. Can you do a dripping noise for the dripping blood? All right, hold on. I can. Oh, I was missing that. I just needed yeah, to hear yeah. that. You knew what I was going to do as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Well, next week we'll be checking out the reviews of The Flying Dutchman and Displaced uh, with the return of Hex in the company of the Seventh Doctor and Ace Money. Well, coming up soon, Christopher Eccleston will be chatting to Nick. Thank you. But before that, ho, 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 ho. it's listeners' emails. Just had a sip of my tea and it's cold. Oh, so sad. Well, that's right. I love emails nearly as much as I love cold tea. Um, I don't love cold tea. In fact, cold tea is one of those things. I don't dislike it, but you kind of put up with it. But emails, on the other hand, I love them and I welcome them at every opportunity. And if you want to email us, it's so, so easy. All you have to do is send them to uh, podcast at bigfinish.com. Uh, simple as that. And we'll read them out. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll riff, we'll jam, and we'll see what you have to say. This is your opportunity to talk to us and the one the world out there the wild wood uh, first I love um, the way you uh, filled in there while I was uh, putting my jacket on it suddenly got very cold in there. <laughs> the winds of time have stretched into the Rahoom um, we've got one here from David Wright uh, brackets external it says there it actually says right David external I'm just right David external right <laughs> uh, the subject of this one is suggestion 
Mm-hmm. Hi, Nick and Benji. Thanks for the wonderful podcasts. Thank you very much. Um, mm-hmm. Have been a listener since 2009. Jago and Lightfoot brought me to you. Oh. I stayed for Blake 7, Avengers, I Davros, uh, Dalek I Davros. Empire, Survivors, etc., etc. Um, started to catch up with Doctor Who releases, loving 6th, 7th, and 8th Doctors. Hmm. You have mentioned in the past that doing no sci-fi shows can be a problem. Maybe trying to teach my grandma to suck eggs, but have you thought of setting up a spin-off label for the other side? Uh, I would really like to see what you could do with something like the Brian to May novels by Christopher Fowler. Yours, David Wright. What are the Brian to May novels? I don't know. I've never read them. Hmm. I think they're by Christopher Fowler, aren't they? (laughs) Well done. Um... Well, funnily enough, David, we had thought of that idea. So, yes. But uh, that's all. Uh, Next up, uh, Brian Sinclair writes in. uh, Christmas is the title of his email. And there's a little Santa emoji and a little tree emoji. So it's very much, very much on brand for this episode of the podcast. Dear Nick and Benji, for years I've been getting subscriptions to the monthly range and short trips as a Christmas gift from my family. I know that subscriptions are ending soon. What suggestions do you have for replacements for subscriptions? The purchase would be made by a family member uh, on it about uh, 25th of December of this year. Looking for something similar in regard to variety that would cover the whole year. Please help. Thank you. Yes, um, well, we'll be introducing bundles Uh, that will replace the subscriptions. So, I mean, what you can do is find, uh, search for a release like Ninth Doctor, Tenth Doctor, whichever you like. And then when you get to uh, each uh, release, you'll see you'll be able to buy the whole of the series in a bundle. So you could do the Eighth Doctor Adventures Get Stranded or Ravenous, uh, Dark Eyes. Uh, You know, uh, what was after Dark Eyes? After Dark Eyes was Doom Coalition. Doom Coalition, I couldn't remember. Uh, Yeah, that's the sort of thing I'd recommend that people did. But of course, eventually, um, when the uh, main range subscription has gone, we'll be having all the doctors will have their own ranges, and so you'll be able to buy bundles of each of those ranges. You know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. There you go. So, in in a way, it's it's quite similar to a subscription. But instead of that, you're kind of, it's more of a narrowed down subscription, you know, specifically homing in on certain aspects of what we do. So if you, if you, you know, if you're loving your Tom Baker stuff at the moment, then you'd be able to subscribe to, you know, a year's worth of Tom Baker, theoretically, would you? Yeah, not, you, you know? just buy the bundle. Yeah, absolutely. Nice and exciting, isn't it? Yes. I'll just buy all the bundles. Do um, it. <laughs> oh, look who this one's from. Like Alex Pass here, always delivers the goods. And his subject here is, it's Christmas! And has also added a Santa emoji and a Christmas tree. Yeah, so, the same you two. Know, these there's, two there's, have been, there's some uh, kind yeah. of link there. Um, it says here, wishing a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all the team at Big Finish. Without a doubt, you have kept me just the right side of sane through 2020 by supplying a steady stream of quality audio goodness into my ear things or something and not once have I noticed the drop in quality that was me trying to it's hard to do that was a dripping quality there we go that was a dripping quality Um, you should all feel extremely proud of what you've done this year I've been doing a big finish advent calendar for December picking a different range or individual release to listen to each day 
Everything from Doctor Who, Hour of the Cybermen, to Adam Adamant Lives via Blake 7, Warship, Callan, Nick Goes Yay, and Terrorhawks, Benji and Nick both grown. Um, (laughs) Nine days left, and I'm in no danger of running out of options. Once again, a very Merry Christmas to you all, and incidentally, a Happy Christmas to all of you at home. Yes, a Happy Uh Christmas to all of you at home. Um, Big Al, Big Al, uh, sent from the final frontier. Uh, yeah, but um, um, that's a UK joke. Um, plus, um, I did say just the right side of sane. There, <laughs> you, you, do you not see his emojis? I don't. No. Oh, I see. Oh, it's a shame. There are loads of great emojis. After he says he's running out, he's uh, in no danger of running out of options. There's a little smiley face with headphones, and and uh, a happy Christmas to you all at home. There's uh, two glasses going chink, and a little winky emoji. Uh, and but um, she's put a little um, drum there. Yeah. Oh, I missed all the goods, oh, all the good and bits, a, and a sort of crazy emoji for saying he's just the right side of saying. Yes, I will be transcribing all emails. <laughs> But hieroglyphics, isn't it? Um, so, as Benji said at the beginning, podcast at bigfinish.com is the address to send your emails to. And funnily enough, there'll be some more next time. Coming up soon, I'm chatting to Christopher Eccleston. Thank you. But before that, it's time to preview the shattered. Hourglass, out this week. A tenth Doctor short trip by Robert Napton and narrated by Neve McIntosh. From Big Finish Productions. Time was theirs to command. Not merely time, but the whole of reality. That's what the Time Marshal believed, what she knew. Doctor Who, short trips. The shattered hourglass. We have a lone intruder. They appeared suddenly one level below us and are making their way here via the east elevator. Our glass. This is the Marshal. Hello, Marshal. A booming voice, female and almost childlike, echoed through the chamber. Oh, the voice is a lovely touch, the doctor said. It gave itself a voice, actually. I am not capable of... Empathy, Doctor. Time lock the individual known as the Doctor. Remove him from reality. Confirmed. Big Finish. We love stories. And just go to bigfinish.com and type in Shattered Hourglass and you will find this rather lovely short trip. I had a lovely day directing that with Neve McIntosh. As I say, about 300 years ago. Not too long ago then. Um, Well, at last, the time is here. It's Christopher Eccleston. Oh, so exciting. How did it go, Nick? You worked with him in the studio, didn't you? you yes, well, that's right. Well, I was remote from him, but I was working with him in real time. He was in a studio and I was at home and we were talking to each other. And all the rest of the cast, there was one other actor with him and the rest of the cast were all remote as well. Um, and it was a really, we had a really lovely time. As I mentioned in the interview with him, he made us laugh a lot. Did a lot of singing as well. He loves his music. Um it was it was really good fun actually obviously you know the stakes were high and i was quite tense beforehand but uh, no we all settled into it and we had a, a really lovely time i mean this interview as i say was done genuinely just a few seconds after we'd recorded the final scene of the first box set and uh which is called ravages uh, and it's written by me uh and it was just literally seconds later and you can tell you know we're both in a, a good place 
Welcome to the Big Finish podcast, Chris. Thank you. We just finished recording your the first volume of Ninth Doctor Adventures. We have, haven't we? Yeah. How are you feeling? Um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed uh, playing him again. As I always said, he was always a he's always a joy to play. Somebody with. Um, that amount of optimism, enthusiasm, and brains and heart—two hearts. <laughs> of course, we can't repeat any of it, but you've made us laugh quite a lot. Good, good. Well, you know, I mean, that's 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 part of the brief, as I understood it all those years ago. Is uh, is keep it light, and uh, I would hope I would hope he does that. Yeah. Well, it's been a real pleasure to work with you so thank you very much and you Nick and thank you for the beautiful scripts that's what made it feel seamless um, was that the you you know I felt that you'd understood what he was all those years ago and so it was like putting on a pair of old shoes running shoes yeah quite a bit of running um, now of course uh, now this is in our Christmas podcast so um and without sounding all gooey and over traditional, mm. Christmas is a time of year where we th- we think about ourselves and our families, but we also do think of people less fortunate. And I know you've been uh, doing some work with uh, the big issue. Could you explain something about that? There'd be some people who won't know about it, listeners. Yeah, I, I've been given the great honour of. Uh, they've asked me to. Uh, it's never happened to me before. I was asked to be an ambassador wow. for big okay. issue. Um, and the big issue has been in my life, well, certainly been in my career. Right at the beginning of my career, I spoke to big issue and I've been on the cover a couple of times. And uh, when I first moved to London, the homeless problem was massive. And then it seemed to recede. And what we've seen in the last couple of years with austerity, and now of course the pandemic, is an increase of homeless people, vulnerable people. And the problem has been that vendors have not been, because of the lockdowns, have not been able to vend. Uh, So not only have they missed out on income, they've missed out on social interaction and the care that they get. You know, you have a regular vendor, you speak to them, you ask about their lives, they ask about yours. All that was wiped away. And I think that in a year, two years, there is going to be increasing number of people homeless because people can no longer pay their rent. And at the time of a pandemic, it's always the most vulnerable who suffer the most. So we've been, uh, Big Issue has really had to adjust itself and, and become a much more online thing. And you can now locate your vendor if you go online uh, to the Big Issue website, uh, you can locate your w- w- vendor, you can interact with them, and also you can subscribe to the magazine for a year, which is what I'm doing. I'm, everybody in my family is getting a year's subscription to Big Issue. Um, so that's basically why it's an appeal for people to think about your local Big Issue seller and to think about people who this Christmas are homeless, living on the street, and very, very vulnerable more so than they've been for many Christmases because of COVID-19. Yeah. Of course, it's very easy. It's just uh, bigissue.com, isn't it? The website. That's it. So That's it. Really easy to find. And this year, they've really revamped that website. You know, they've not let this pandemic um, destroy them. They've, 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 they've worked very quickly. 
and very cleverly to make it uh, to to make it possible for you to still buy. And let's be honest, it's a great magazine. Yeah, Apart from yeah. anything else, it is it's great journalism. Yeah, I just had a look on the site now. It's really it's a really nice site, and and mm. it's easy for you to either donate it, or subscribe. You can get it donate digitally or, or donate yeah. or subscribe. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, Thank you, Nick. Uh, finally, I'd just uh, I'd like to ask you some career advice in, in a, yep. f- a vain attempt of making this all about me. Um, oh, God. Because, you know, when we first worked together 15 years ago, I was uh, doing the voice of the Daleks and um, directing and writing audio drama. In the meantime, you've gone and done loads of other brilliant things <laughs> I'm still doing the same thing. Got any advice for me? Well, I mean, you're very, you sound really filled with joy about what you do, Nick. And yeah. I don't think the perception of you is the perception you have. I mean, you've, you've become such a big part of the, the relaunch since that time, haven't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. It must make the, 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 the young boy in you incredibly happy. Oh, it really does, yeah. What I've done there is manipulated you into saying exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> 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 no, I think, uh, and, and for you to be writing the scripts and all that, yeah. it, it must be, you know, and, and and doing the scripts, you do get a sense of somebody who's completely immersed in 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 the lore of the show. Yeah, and that, you know, I think I think what I realised with all my writers uh, when I did the thirteen episodes, and with this, is what basically you're playing the writer. You're playing Stephen Moffat. You're playing Russell, Russell T Davis. You're playing you. You know um, Rob Shearman. Yeah. You're playing them, their projected self as the Doctor, and that's what's nice because he has a slightly different voice from episode to episode. Yeah. While having continuity, of course, you know. I think yeah, I think you're right. Hmm. Mm. You all want to be the Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're all being the Doctor. And I'm also my own worst enemy, you see. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Thanks ever so much, Chris. Um, You're welcome, Nick. Thank you. Say ta-ta and have a lovely Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. Lots of love. Just go to bigfinish.com and type in Ravagers to get started on the Ninth Doctor Adventures. Available digitally. (laughs) Didgeridoos. Available in didgeridoo format. Digitally (laughs) and in CD and vinyl collector's editions. uh, Released in May 2021. Mm. Um, so, time now for the uh, Randomoid Selectatron, where we give you 25% off a randomly selected big finish release. Let's do it. Well, the wheel has spun, Ran has picked a release, and this one got? is number 226 Doctor Who Shadow Planet. World apart, Shadow Planet. World apart. Oh yeah, now there's some Seventh Doctor Ace and Hex adventures here. Oh, wicked! Hex is looking particularly manly on the front there. Some great reviews as well. I bet this is directed um, by. uh, Who is it directed by? There's one written by Scott. So did he? Oh, it's Ken Bentley. Ken Bentley. Ken Bentley. What a pro. Wow. I thought it was going to be directed by Barnaby Edwards because there are lots of reviews and Barnaby always puts up lots of reviews. It's quite a harrowing story with harder science fiction concepts than one would expect for a summer release. It's gripping nonetheless to listen to the mystery unravel. Why would you expect it to be light because it's summer? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Shadow Planets by A.K. Benedict. 
and she's a great writer and World Apart by Scott Hancock another great writer and director at Big Finish here's the trailer coming soon from Big Finish Productions Doctor Who Shadow Planet World Apart Unity the planet that brings you face to face with yourself the TARDIS doesn't seem to be able to tell me where we are this planet shouldn't even be here Welcome to Unity. We have taster sessions available to see if finding you is for you. Not a patch on Blackpool. Doctor, there's nothing else around. Precisely. Just the three of us. No obvious signs of animal life. Each of you will overcome your shadow self and be reborn. These uniforms aren't just from different agencies. They're from different time zones too. So are we the first people to ever see this then, do you reckon? We shall never escape. Nirvana. Oh no. Ace, we have to leave now! The planet can't replace its psychic core quickly enough to meet demand. If you found this, leave. Don't try to work out what happened here. Just go. Did you feel that? The planet's hurting. Oh my god! I'm gonna die on an alien planet! We're alone. We don't know how long we have left. Don't tell me they got you. Big finish. We love stories. I think they're coming for us. Just took a sip of my, um, I've got like a drink of orange over here and it just leaked all down me. Isn't that nice? <laughs> um, <laughs> there we go. Well, very exciting. And it's so simple. If you want to get that discount on there, 25%, all you need to do is go to bigfinish.com when you're on there go to the podcast section which is on the menu at the top and there go to the first podcast it's the big one at the top click read more and in there there's a little blurb underneath uh, the picture and what it will say it'll say just click here and enter the code buck up the code there buck up all capital letters no spaces no punctuation no complication uh, just a party for the nation um, <laughs> enter that in and you will get 25% off. You should do it. It's such a good way of just getting that little bit off of big finish releases. And it's also a, lot, a really good really. way. It's a whole quarter, isn't it? It's a quarter off. And it's a great way as well of, of looking back and thinking, oh, I, I missed that one when it was when it was launched. So I'll just grab that now. So treat yourself. It's Christmas for goodness sake. <laughs> you sound quite cross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose it's time for us to say goodbye now. Okay then. Well, and, uh, and since we had a lovely uh, time, well, when I say we, I'm not you, unfortunately, Benji, but me and the rest of the cast and uh, David Richardson, the producer, and Wilfredo Acosta, the sound engineer, had a fantastic time with uh, Christopher Eccleston. I think we should honour that by saying goodbye in the style of the Ninth Doctor. Fantastic. Fantastic. Right now we have to decide what is our Christmas drama tease. Well, I mean, the obvious thing is the is chimes, but we we've done the chimes a bit like we do it every year, don't we? Really? I know, but the thing is about but Christmas, you always it? yeah, do you know, the same things, you know. Yeah, the same programs turn up on television, don't they? Like, like the Great and I, Escape. And I would say, you know, that the chimes of midnight is kind of our Christmas Carol, our snowman, our you know that is our special Christmas treat. You have to listen to it, even though you you may have listened to it for a decade every Christmas it doesn't get old it's a classic and I love it and I shall be listening to it this Christmas so I think you should too 
Yeah, let's do it. I mean, the hilarious thing is it was actually released in February in, in t- 2002. But anyway, here is a 15-minute drama tease of arguably one of the best ever Big Finish releases by Robert Shearman, lovely fellow, sort of Father Christmas himself, <laughs> The Chimes of Midnight. It's too dark. What? I said it's too dark. I can't see a thing. Oh, you're right. It is very dark. Oh, how exciting. I do love the dark, don't you? <laughs> well, within reason. But I think you can have too much of a good thing. Oh, it all just enhances the mystery. The sheer anticipation of not yet having a clue where we are. You really haven't got a clue? The console isn't telling me anything at all. Just a blank readout. Oh, that sounds ominous. No, not at all. I've been too methodical recently, I think, setting coordinates and things, actually deciding where we want to go. I've been getting far too safe and predictable these last few incarnations. Do you know, I once travelled for centuries without ever knowing where I'd materialise next. <laughs> yes, I can believe that. However, you were supposed to be getting me to Singapore, you know. 1930, remember? Yes, well, the TARDIS seems to be avoiding that precise location or time just now. We'll get there later, Charlie. I thought it was time we put a bit more mystery in our lives. Let the TARDIS take us where she wants, and let us revel in the giddy thrill of our ignorance. And she's brought us somewhere dark. Hmm. Mind you, it really is very dark, isn't it? Yes. Yes. We can't see a thing, can we? No. No. Quite how the TARDIS expects us to enjoy a good mystery when we can't see a thing is beyond me. Uh, Hang on, I'll go and find some torches. Pretty sure I have them in a box somewhere. Try to investigate a little further, Charlie. Find out where we've landed this time. How do I do that? I can't even see my hand in front of my face. Sight is just one of your five senses. What did the others tell you? Well, I can't hear anything. No? Nothing at all. Well, even that might be a clue. We've landed somewhere silent. Not a very interesting clue, though. No, fair enough. How about smell? It's a bit musty. But I think I can smell fruit. Really? Yes. It is fruit. Oranges. Lemons. I can distinctly smell lemons. Silent and fruity. Sounds enchanting. It's 
one touch. Now, where's the other? And touch. Be careful, Charlie. There's a wall on my left and on my right. No, I can feel something. Another wall. Oh! Charlie! Charlie! Are you all right? Yes, I think so. Wait, wait, wait. Let me turn the torch on. Oh, I'm so sorry, Charlie. That was stupid of me. Oh, Charlie. What is it? Is that blood? I think so. But there's so much of it. How can there be so much of it? Don't move, Charlie. You may have severed an artery. Let me look. I don't feel anything, Doctor. No pain at all. Shock, I expect. Oh, if only it wasn't so dark. Oh. What is it? I think you can relax, Charlie. But the blood! Hmm. It's jam. Raspberry jam, if I'm not mistaken. Rather nice, in fact. <sighs> I must have knocked a jar of it onto the floor. Hmm. We're in a larder. And a fairly well-stocked larder, too. Why are they so well-stocked? Famine, maybe? Or just a public holiday? Nice, strong shelves. Now, a larder this size and of this quality would suggest a reasonably large house. The food isn't that expensive, so probably upper-middle-class or lower-upper-class. There's not much canned food, just the odd tin of cocoa and condensed milk. Oh, I love condensed milk. What's this? Custard. Ugh. Good old custard, no less. Manufactured in Leeds, which, if I remember rightly, and I always do, was sold at its peak in the opening days of the 20th century. The quality of the cans and the amount of fresh food here would probably put us somewhere between the death of Queen Victoria and the beginning of the Great War. Show off. Or not. I mean, I'm only guessing. We could just leave the larder and take a look around. Yes, well, that might be simpler. Come on. Mind the jam. Peace on, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. God and singers reconciled. It's Jones. sinners, Edith, not singers. Oh, Mr. Shaughnessy. Mind you, with singing as bad as that, I'm sure God would find reconciling himself with sinners by far the lesser sacrifice. I'm sorry, sir, I didn't hear you come in. I should think you didn't, Edith, not with all that racket. What is it in aid of? I'm sorry, Mr. Shaughnessy. It's just, it's Christmas, isn't it? I always love a bit of Christmas, me. Whatever the reason, it hardly explains or excuses your caterwauling. No, I'm sorry, sir. I wouldn't be surprised if his lordship himself could hear it upstairs. We can be thankful at least that you weren't a saying silent night. The irony would have been too much to bear. Well, I only know Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and I hum the bits where I don't know the words. I do understand your excitement at the approach of Yuletide, Edith, but look how your work is suffering. Quite how you expect to clean pots and pans in a scullery as dirty as this, I cannot fathom. Look at this table surface. Look at all that dust. Yes, sir. It is building up, sir. You could write your name in it. It's disgusting. Well, no, I couldn't. Don't contradict me, girl. I'm in no mood to tolerate contradicting and caterwauling all at the same time. All I mean by it, sir, is that I couldn't write my name in the dust, seeing as how I can't write my name. But if I could write my name, sir, I agree with you. There's certainly enough dust to do it. Uh, yes, of course, Edith. Look. Look. There is your name. I've written it for you. Oh, that's me, is it, sir? That's me in the dust? Yes. And what's your name like, sir? Or oh, do show me. What a wonder it is to be educated. No, 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 never you mind about my name, Edith. You look to your work. Now, I want these pots scrubbed and that dust cleaned. And I want it done quietly. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. What is it I always tell you, Edith? Um... What are the exact words? 
I'm nothing, sir. I'm nobody. That's it. Good girl. Carry on. It's a scullery. It seems you're right. We're in an Edwardian house. Or sometime afterwards. No, I don't think so. If I point the torch over there, do you see? It's an old washboard. The scullery made in the house I grew up in was used to equipment a little more advanced than that. Or maybe the people who live in this house are simply poorer than your family. Not judging by the size of this room. This is a far larger scullery than the one I'm used to. Hmm. Do you see anything else which distinguishes this scullery from the one in your house in 1930? Well, no. But then I didn't spend much time there. It was just the scullery, after all. It's not exactly proof, but I think saying we're in the Edwardian era is a good working theory. 1901 to 1910. The latter years, if the contents of the larder are any indication. Look, there are candles over there. We'd better use those instead. Here. That's better. You light the other one whilst I put these torches back in the TARDIS. There's no need to be more anachronistic than is strictly necessary. <laughs> Whereas, of course, the presence of a police telephone box in the larder won't give any cause for comment at all. No, well, we'll just have to hope nobody wants any raspberry jam. I'll be back in a moment. All right. Whoever this scullery maid is, she's not very good at her job. These plates have been left dirty. But these ones are clean. She's left the job half done found anything interesting? Oh, well, if my father had employed a maid like this, he'd have sacked her on the spot, leaving the plates soaking in cold water. And is the water cold? Well, I'd assume so. It's dark and there's no one here. Oh, that's odd. It's still hot. Perhaps she meant to return in a few minutes. Then why is it so dark here? And where is she? Edith Thompson. What? Here, look. A name written in the dust. Our missing maid, perhaps. We used to have an Edith working for us, too. Charlie Pollard. There. I've written my name beside it. Doctor! What is it? The dust. It, it spread back over my name. Look, it's gone. Yes. That is odd. But Edith's name is left intact. Doctor, I can't wipe it away. It's as if it's frozen there. It must be some sort of trick. Curiouser and curiouser. Because you remember that jar of raspberry jam you spilled in the larder. What about it? Well, when I returned to the TARDIS, I saw it sitting back on the shelf. Just a moment. I spilled some on my dress. No, that's gone too. Oh, Doctor, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't, does it? Come on, let's see if we can find anyone to explain what's going on. I trust all will be ready for tomorrow, Mrs. Baddeley. Oh, yes, Mr. Shaughnessy. I assure you there'll be a veritable Christmas feast. Such a big turkey this year. You wouldn't believe the size of it, Mr. Shaughnessy. It took all my strength and dexterity just to cram all its feet onto the plate at the same time. Oh, indeed. Just as I squeezed one of its legs into place, blow me if another leg didn't pop out the other side. It's a veritable monster, Mr. Shaughnessy. And I've made them one of my famous plum puddings, too. Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without one of my plum puddings. Sounds like a meal Mrs. Beaton herself would be proud of. Oh, begging your pardon, Mr. Shaughnessy, but Mrs. Beaton can go hang. Begging your pardon, Mr. Shaughnessy, her plum puddings are nothing to mine. They've been passed down the Badleys for generations. It's a secret recipe. I have no doubt, Mrs. Badley, that you will do your best to surpass yourself. I keep trying to surpass myself, Mr. Shaughnessy, I really do. If only I were given a little help. Edith, Edith, get in here. Well, you're no good to me in the scullery. I want you in the kitchen. Hurry up. I'm washing the pots 
first Mrs. Baddeley, and then I'm dusting the room, just as Mr. Shaughnessy said, didn't you, Mr. Shaughnessy? Don't answer me back, girl. Don't answer back, Mrs. Baddeley, Edith. No, sir. Sorry, sir. You do as I tell you. Well, what's the good of you, I should like to know? Yes, Mrs. Baddeley, sorry. Do as Mrs. Baddeley instructs you, Edith. And then you may return to the pots and dusting. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. The plum pudding will be ready now. Take it off the stove for me. I'm too busy chopping vegetables. <gasps> Careful! Oh, it's hot! Well, of course it's hot, you stupid girl. It's been steaming these past six hours. Put it down here. Oh, she's an idiot, Mr Shaughnessy. A veritable idiot. Indeed. Oh, your plum pudding, Mrs Baddeley, has a wonderful scent. Thank you, Mr Shaughnessy. I love the smell of warm plum pudding. Will we eat this on Christmas Day? Don't you go tasting it, Edith. I wasn't going to taste it. This is going upstairs, Edith. Our plum pudding is sitting over there. Oh, it's a lot smaller. Naturally. But there are more servants down here than there are them upstairs, so shouldn't we get the bigger pudding? That is a wicked thought, Edith. Is it? Oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to be wicked. Not at Christmas. I should think not. We're nothing. We're nobody. Remember that. Oh, I will. I love your plum pudding, Mrs Baddeley. Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without your plum pudding. That's not a very original observation, Edith. Everyone says that about my plum pudding. Now get peeling them spuds. Ah, that'll be the drawing room. His lordship will be wanting his sherry. Start peeling those potatoes, Edith. Yes, Mr Shaughnessy. I'm already Mr Shaughnessy. Don't answer back. And when you've done that, finish your scrubbing and dusting. How you think you're ever going to get on by antagonising Mr Shaughnessy is quite beyond me. And you'd like to get on, wouldn't you, Edith? You want to be a cook like me. Yes, Mrs Baddeley. You have designs on my plum pudding. Well, you'll never amount to a cook, Edith. You'll never amount to anything over my dead body. Yes, Mrs Baddeley. Good evening, ladies. Good evening. Good evening, Frederick. Well, what have you got there, Edith? One of Mrs Baddeley's famous plum puddings, I'll be bound. Oh, yes. But it's for upstairs. You're not to touch it. Then I won't. They're famous, my puddings. Edith might think she could be a cook, but she wouldn't make a pudding like this. Not in a million years. Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without one of your plum puddings, would it, Mrs Baddeley? It just wouldn't be Christmas. <clears throat> I wonder, Mrs Baddeley, if uh, I could have a private word. Edith, go back to your duties in the scullery. But you just called me in here. And now I'm sending you out again. What's the matter with you, girl? Go on, get away with you. I'm sorry, Mrs Baddeley. I'm sorry, Frederick. I know what you want to say to me, and I'm telling you now, it'll do you no good. But I'm sure we can come to some arrangement. What do you say? The kitchen. And there's still no one to be seen. Oh, not a soul. Aha! I found a plum pudding, though. Oh, I found another. Look, I'll shine the candle. An Edwardian Christmas. How lovely. Hmm. I never much liked plum pudding. Cook always used to make far too much of it. And we were still picking our way through it by New Year. Oh, I love a bit of plum pudding, though. Mmm, with brandy butter, too. I wonder if I can find any... And she always used to put threepenny bits inside. And I was always frightened I'd bite straight into one and break a tooth. Spoil sport, but we're agreed it's Christmas, then. Oh, yes. The question is, have we missed the day itself? See if you can find a turkey anywhere. Mm, turkey hunting, turkey hunting. Aha! I've hunted the turkey. Already cooked and waiting to be eaten. Christmas Eve, then. The kitchen should be buzzing with action. So where is everybody? Well, now you've heard that, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It's so simple. Have a good Christmas and a merry, festive time. Merry. Is that the merry, festive time? Let's go, Nick. Come on. Ooh.